This is Amber. And this is Shannon. And you're listening to Twin Beats, the Chicken Fanatics podcast. It's fucking great. Okay, everybody, fluff out your feathers and untie your fetters. It's the Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast, episode 19. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Shannon. I'm Amber. And welcome to the podcast. All right, let's start the show with going through a flock update. Yes. What's new with the flock? We had a super broody hen. Super broody hen. Yeah. Luckily, we just did an episode. I don't remember what number it is, but you can look back through. I think it's 17. 17-ish. Oh, Maybe not. Uh, well, check out it's our website. Somewhere. It's on the blog page, and it's also on the podcasts page if you don't want to scroll through the blog. Uh, yeah, so we had just done an episode on broody hens, and of course, we chose to do that because it's that time of year, and what do you know, the broody beast caught up with us yes and we couldn't get her off the nest and when you could you could just feel she was losing weight she had that neurotic panicked look on her face when you'd take her off and as soon as you put her down try to get her to get interest in the food she'd be off like a rocket back to the nest very bitey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah it was like she had a magnet in her i took her and out across the yard granted the yard is they're still in oakland uh granted the yard isn't very big but uh and yeah, just like a magnet, right back to the nest box. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. We actually haven't communicated very much about our various efforts. What did you try to do to stop, to break the brood? Well, pretty much I just went in there and took her off of the nest. Mm-hmm. I removed the eggs yep. as often as I could. Yep. I'd even walk around the yard with her and um, hold her so she couldn't run back in there just to give her a little time to hopefully reset. That's mm-hmm. about as far as I got. Mm, I went to more advanced tactics. Yeah. Shannon actually accomplished the task, I think. Quite possibly. So yes. the first thing I did was I took her out of the nest. Let her bite at me a little because I figure, you know, it makes them feel like they've done their job. <laughs> it, well, it's kind of indignant, you know. Here they are guarding in their hidey spot, mm-hmm. and you just come over there and pick them up and mm-hmm. cart them off like they're an apple, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I let them. I like to let them bite me a couple times just so they feel like there's a fight. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, <laughs> like they did their job. So yeah, then I took her out, and um, first I did what you did, mm-hmm. and she ran right back in. So I thought, okay, well that. After a couple iterations of that, I thought, okay, she means it. So I went and I got a piece of cardboard and I blocked off her individual nest. Mm -hmm. And then I went back inside (laughs) and I heard a chicken commotion that I ignored Mm -hmm. because it didn't sound like a dangerous chicken commotion. And just when I was falling asleep for an afternoon nap, there was a yell at the front gate and it was the neighbor. So this is something to think about. Um, If you kick your hen off her nest, um, she's gonna get ticked Mm -hmm. and she might respond by going and looking for another one. And I think what happened was ours decided to go over the fence, Mm -hmm. which they've never done before. It's a pretty high fence Mm -hmm. and it's not a big yard. So it probably took some intention. Yeah. So yeah, I I got to meet the neighbor and (laughs) go in their backyard and catch the chicken, which the neighbor thought was amusing. And there's dogs back there, so we got lucky. There are are sometimes dogs back there. We did get lucky that they noticed the chicken first instead of just letting Axel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll I'll have to say that later. Mm -hmm. Um, Axel the dog out into the yard to kill the hen because that would be sad and it wouldn't be on the neighbors no it'd be on us but at any rate so i took her back dropped her off in the yard and this time um and then she went back in and sat in the nest next nest box over (laughs) which they do sometimes and sometimes they don't and i didn't want to deny the rest of the hens access to the entire box so i thought i'd give it a shot 
So then I blocked off the whole nest box. Mm-hmm. And that finally worked, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was some struggle. I get kind of gave it a half-hearted attempt. I basically just stuck a piece of cardboard up against yeah. the hole and stuck a brick behind it. And then they pushed their way through. So then I did it again the right way. And then they didn't get in. And there seemed to be a lot more commotion during that time, if I remember right. A lot more complaining from the hens and really loud yeah. voices. And I yeah. went out to check and see what's going on and they just seem generally kind of agitated well probably one of them's really agitated mm-hmm. and it makes the rest of them agitated mm-hmm. probably you know. so yes she's not fun at the garden party no <laughs> all right so she's uh what breed again she's a blue andalusian all right so that's a, a hen that'll go broody if yeah. that's what you guys want yeah um yeah so that's the saga of the broody hen mm-hmm. and um i think that about yeah, she did. That's she about it. she came out of it mm-hmm. and was back around to um, tearing up the yard. Yep, and causing mayhem. So, in less than I don't I don't know the it was the whole process was maybe thirty six hours. Yeah, it didn't take too long. Once you effectively blocked her from the nest, yeah, she kind of gave up pretty quick and went back to normal. Yeah, so by the next day, I think mm-hmm. we'd. Yeah. And we might come back there to discover that she's gone back broody, but then mm-hmm. we'll just do it again and on and on it yeah, goes. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, you wouldn't have this whipsaw of her going in and out of brood. That's, if, if you can avoid that, that's the best. Yeah. But on the other hand, there's only so much you can do. Especially we're not there all week. We're only there three days. So yeah, you know, a lot of it isn't up to us. Right For now. now. Yeah. Seeing they're coming though. And... Speaking of which, um, that's right. The chickens are coming to our new place. We are mm-hmm. still on the concrete floor waiting yep. for carpet. No coop yet either, but I got him a chicken We've tractor been today. Lighting candles to the wall to wall carpet gods yes. every day for weeks <laughs> now and soon. Praying for abundance. Soon it will, soon they will come. Mm-hmm. Yes. With their rolls. Yes. Um, anyhow, uh, what I was going to say is, and the chickens are coming, mm-hmm. and today we got a chicken tractor. Yay! Now, that's kind of exciting to me, because I've never done chicken tractoring, and I have, there's a lot of advantages to it, and uh, we'll get to talk about that. That's going to be what we're talking about on the show, which is something I should have said right around after <laughs> I'm Shannon and I'm Amber, but I didn't. So, yeah, chicken tractors. I'm sure you read the title of the show. Uh, Anyhow, we're going to get to that right after we take a peek in this cabinet over here. Yes, the cabinet of chicken curiosities. Mm -hmm. And today I have something very interesting about chicken eyesight. And Uh uh, yeah, they actually have incredible eyesight. And people probably already know this, but I have a lot of details to add to that. And um, one of the things they have that's special is they can see uv light so they can see far more colors than we can as well as differentiate between shiny things like bugs seeds and berries which are very uv reflective and can tell them apart from other things that are non-uv reflective like a lot of plants and things like that So that's very handy for them. They also have a special motion sensing cone in their eyes. So they can pick up on a lot more fine, minuscule motions and movements that we could never recognize, which helps them. Doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So that's that's amazing. And it it also allows them. Oh, go ahead. That's probably... You know, there's that thing where you see this these hundreds of birds up in the sky, and it uh-huh. seems like they all just psychically turn at the same time. Uh-huh. That might be part of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, huh. they, they say that, that there's actually a leader bird. Yeah. And that it does very subtle things as it's flying that uh-huh. indicate that it's about, we're about to turn. Yeah. And it happens super fast. Yeah. So that... Um, people really can't perceive it almost wow so i bet it has something to do with that yeah and and in fact chickens aren't the only birds that have this almost all birds can see uv light and um they have special 
I forget what they're called, but parts of the eye where they can, you know, focus on something far away and something close at the same time with the same eye. So they, yeah, birds have amazing eyesight with, with a lot of advantages over human eyesight, but so they differ somewhat. They do differ somewhat. Chickens have a few things that are special about theirs, but in general. Unique to just chickens. Yeah, one of the oh. things that's unique to that I can find that's just to chickens that I haven't heard about other birds mm-hmm. is that apparently when they're in the egg, they um, turn in the egg so that one eye, the right eye, apparently it's always the right eye, is faced towards the light coming through the shell. And the other eye, you know, is on the other side of the egg blocked from the body. And what this hmm. does is it makes it so that the right eye develops nearsightedness and the left farsightedness. So it makes it so Whoa. that the chicken can look at something really up close in the grass while it's foraging. And then with the other eye, um, look at things far away in the environment and keep an eye out for predators. Right, right. And a lot of birds have that, but the chickens are unique in that their, their eyes are, have that ability separately. So that's kind of wow. interesting. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Special chicken eyes. Yeah. And the, the UV light, apparently um, growing feathers reflect really high UV light. And um, hmm. so a mother hen can actually tell which of her chicks are, are the healthiest and focus on them a bit more. Oh. Um, it makes colors stand out almost as though they um, will glow in some ways like just like just a bright a super bright almost neon and um that of course would come in handy if you're a rooster you're really i mean you think they're beautiful to humanize and when a chicken sees a rooster it's like this gorgeous (laughs) luminous glowing colorful creature psychedelic yeah yeah they are psychedelic rooster lover like rooster (laughs) disco rooster man so that's huh. pretty cool. And there's even more. Oh. This is crazy. Chickens are nuts. They've got, um, I don't know. Well, they have terrible night vision for one thing. That's why they're such easy pickings at night for the night predators. But uh-huh. in the daytime, they actually have really amazing. They're, they're very sensitive to light. And you should know this because if you put an artificial light in the chicken coop, there's tiny flickerings in artificial light that we don't really see but to the chicken they have such sensitive sight that it almost will seem to them like a strobe light and it actually disrupts them and bothers them and it it causes um, feather picking sometimes interesting yeah so if your chickens might be seeming aggravated for no reason you could Mm -hmm. try getting rid of the light and see if it helps there's other studies that light calms chickens so all this is kind of i wonder get it if you could also get around that by switching the type of light. Like, like an incandescent probably doesn't have that as much, right? Compared yeah. To fluorescent. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. fluorescents can be really flickery. Which is what everybody's using nowadays. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's probably a lot safer mm-hmm. in terms of fire. Yeah. And um, costs less money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's also LED. Yeah. I, I don't know if... Yeah that Has pulses as much yeah 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 that'd be something yeah cfls drive me nuts so i bet if yeah. you i was a chicken yeah with psychedelic super eyes i yeah. would totally be freaking out in there <laughs> being flipping your lid so there you go if you've got feather picking mm-hmm. and you got a lamp try pulling yeah. the lamp yeah try that so another crazy thing about chicken eyes is that just like us they have an upper and lower eyelid but they also have a third eyelid that's a transparent membrane that mm-hmm. goes across and they use this so that they can see but protect their eyes with, from dust or whatever when they're taking a dust bath and foraging so <laughs> that's pretty handy built in burning man goggles yeah they've got little built-in goggles and their eyes are about 10 percent the mass of their head and i've read some studies that say <laughs> a lot of birds i don't know if this is true of chickens but a lot of birds 
their eyeball is actually bigger than their brain. Like an ostrich has an eyeball the size of a tennis ball. That's so if you ever seen an ostrich big. head, holy moly. So that's kind of crazy. Humans just, their eyes are 1% of their head. And, um, well, yeah. Yeah, so small. And uh, chickens have a 300 degree field of vision. And our sight is like one of our, pri- is our primary sense, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, we have a 180 degree field of vision. So <laughs> chickens have quite an advantage on us with that. And uh, the last thing is that uh, chickens can sense daylight with their pineal gland. So even a blind chicken can still somehow know um, that it's day or night. So if you have a rooster that is blind, you still might crow because you might know that it's you might still hmm. be able to tell it's daytime. Yeah. So yeah, chickens have incredible sight with so many different features and just different different abilities that we don't have. So when you think about the way your chicken sees the world, think about that and consider what it might be like to have super super powered chicken vision. You know what I'm thinking? What's that? I'm thinking about the chicken's ability to see UV mm-hmm. and training it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. You yeah. could train a chicken to point out UV mm-hmm. stuff for you, maybe some way, or I don't know. Just yeah, seems rodent, like there might be some useful stuff there. Like rodent trails, I guess, have some leave some sort of UV substance from their urine, so you could mm. teach them to hunt down rodent nests or I don't to know what peck at uv do. light or so that they it looks like a magic trick or something i don't know something yeah, yeah yeah that would be cool that's something to think about i don't know yeah I'll, maybe i'll come up with something clever there yeah anyway <coughs> so next in our Cabinet of Chicken Curiosities, we have a story about Miracle Mike, the headless chicken. Oh, yeah. Yes. Miracle so, Mike. He was a chicken who, in 1945, a man named Lloyd Olson was just going about his daily, boring, run-of-the-mill business on his farm, lopping off the heads of chickens for yes, the stew one pot. Does. You know, just one out, whoop, off in the pile. And uh, chickens do have complex nervous system that tends to make them appear to be alive after they've been dispatched mm-hmm. yeah but this chicken just wouldn't quit it kept going and moving and for some sick <laughs> and disturbing reason this man decided to start feeding it through the hole in its neck mm-hmm. some crushed corn and water with the eyedropper and the the chicken actually lived headless chicken a headless chicken my goodness lived so what a thing isn't that insane and Mm -hmm. and you know people out and uh they heard about it his neighbors heard about it everybody wanted to see it they bring over a case of beer they bring over you know you know treats or whatever and words started getting words started getting around everybody wanted to see the headless chicken miracle mike and uh there's only one place to go when that happens. Yeah, we're <laughs> to the circus. Woo! So this this famous chicken got discovered by a fellow named H.B. Wade, who was a promoter. And this chicken uh, went across America on display where people would come and pay lots of money to come. I bet. See this headless chicken do mm-hmm. its thing. And he eventually went to overseas to Europe and uh, the world tour yeah headless chicken world tour he lived to be 18 months of age and unfortunately um he did pass away because <clears throat> lived an additional 18 lived after 18 having months his head cut off. okay yeah after That's having his different. head cut off yeah okay. an extra 18 months mm-hmm uh, he passed away when they couldn't clear his throat because he had trouble doing that and they, they had yeah. to do that for him. So mm-hmm. he may have continued to live long after that if that hadn't happened. But apparently this chicken functioned just like a normal chicken amongst other hens and roosters. He'd preen he'd, or try to. He didn't have a beak and would oh, just perch. He was able to perch and, and would just... Act like a chicken. Behave like a normal chicken in the flock, pretty much. Realize it had no head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, uh, they it's kind of uh, rather morbid, but they actually saved the darn thing's head. So 
they they have some pictures of the headless chicken with with its like little head in a jar head they could show it oh fantastic so yeah that's very roadshow isn't it yeah and they they apparently received a lot of hate mail people didn't understand why they kept this poor chicken alive well it's kind of you know yeah all this but um apparently the reason this is possible and this has happened on a few other occasions is that like i said earlier the chicken's eyes are so large they actually kind of push the brain towards the back of the head you know like if your brain were kind of mostly centralized around the top of your neck or something so when they cut off the head if they don't hit the jugular and cause them to bleed to death the brain can uh still make all of the you know function make the body function as it should just lives with the tiny brain it basically is a lobotomized chicken essentially Mm -hmm. it had a lobotomy and it doesn't have a beak and it doesn't have eyes but it's a lobotomized chicken essentially crazy yeah so it's like i guess it's social functions and if a chicken had like emotional functions but all (sighs) of it's like reptilian sort of basic non in what is it involuntary functions wow work so that's yeah. a pretty interesting story yeah there's all kinds of newspaper clippings from back then and about stuff. miracle mike i think yeah. it's interesting that this happened um during world war Two. yeah 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 1945 you mm-hmm, said mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that would be towards the end of the war mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but still yeah and why why do you find it interesting well, because when there's a war on people like distractions, uh, entertainment, yeah, things yeah. to, you know, I'm sure that um, there were a lot of news people out there that liked getting to use a headless chicken story instead of other things. Yeah. You know. Very controversial, too. Well, yeah, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what I want to know is... When the chicken died, did the guy finally eat it? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to look that <laughs> up. Maybe I can punch that in later. I bet there's no answer. I bet he buried it like a like a relative did something. I, I, I bet he hope. was terribly sad. My gosh. He was terribly sad about it. Oh, I bet he was. He was probably raking in the skrilla. Oh, yeah. They were going to pay off their farm and do all this stuff with the chicken, but... Unfortunately, those mm. dreams were not Un- realized. Unfortunately, he cut its head off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Interesting and ironic. Yeah. Well, but quite the strange story. Check it out on the internet. There's all kinds of pictures and mm-hmm. stuff. Headless chicken. Yeah, yeah. Also of utmost importance, Mike the Headless Chicken is now an institution in Fruita, Colorado with an annual Mike the Headless Chicken Day, the third weekend of, of May, starting in 1999. You can go there and experience the 5K run like a headless chicken race. You can participate in egg toss, pin the head on the chicken, the chicken cluck off, and chicken bingo, in which chicken droppings on a numbered grid choose the numbers. Don't miss out. It's in Fruita, Colorado. On the third weekend of May every year. So that's it for the our in our cabinet tonight. Oh, that's all we've got in there. Right. Yes. Let's close the cabinets and talk about chicken tractors. Well, so you found a chicken tractor on Craigslist, mm-hmm. and uh, we drove over to the next town and picked it up, mm-hmm. and it needs a little work because somebody i don't know beat their head on it or something but needs to some dent straightening all night chicken rave in there things got a little crazy it's kind of shaped like a quonset hut except it's um expanded sheet metal so it's got holes if you don't uh, using all this jargon you know it's the it's the sheet metal that's full of holes yeah, it's um How do you I don't know how to explain it other than calling it expanded metal sheet metal. Yeah, there you go. It looks like metal grating. Yeah, it's not chicken wire, it's actual metal right. gratings, which is fantastic because predators can't stick their little yeah. fingers through there. Well, I've actually seen stuff chew through chicken wire before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they out out there in the hills oh, sure. they get hungry enough the yeah. they'll they'll 
deal with the metal dental floss if it yeah. means getting through the If you uh, read statistics on mice and rats and just rodents in general, um, there's crazy statistics about what they can chew through. And they can oh, chew through insane things without too much damage to their teeth. I've so. seen them chew through trash cans, mm -hmm. all they kinds of stuff. They can chew through just nuts, just crazy stuff. Yeah, so. they can chew through nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what they're for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, we got the chicken tractor. Uh, let's see, what is it? It's about eight foot mm -hmm. by three foot wide by about maybe three feet no tall. no no more about four feet wide yeah i'd guess more like four feet wide by about yeah. three feet tall it's got a couple of little plastic bins on one end that the birds sleep in is nest that the boxes. nest boxes yeah. yeah and uh yeah it's got a little covered area for shade and a door so you can put food in so the appeal of it was and gosh boy chicken coops if you just want to buy a whole chicken coop they've got it used to be that you could get a chicken coop for like practically the cost of scrap wood yeah. and now it's like a boutique cottage industry so i mean I, more power to these people but a thousand dollars for like kind of small chicken coop or five hundred dollars for a really small chicken coop I've like, seen people uh, on Craigslist. I don't think so. <laughs> gussy up dog houses and try and pass them as oh, like four hundred dollar chicken coops, <laughs> which okay, I you know, good try. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe that'll work for somebody. So the, the one of the appeals of the chicken tractor was that it would do the job of securing the chickens, and it was cheap, and we could go get it and just drop it on the ground. Yeah. And not have to worry about building a chicken coop while we're moving into a house and all the projects that come with it or shelling out a stack of hundred dollar bills for something that chickens poop all over <laughs> to be blunt yeah you know all of them are overpriced i couldn't really justify paying as much because well, i am handy maybe it would be different if i didn't have carpentry i don't skills, i don't want to use the word overpriced because it implies things about the people i mean yeah that's true it was it was too much for me when to you pay, price out the lumber and you take uh the labor cost and the driving around to get yeah. all the hardware and all the hinges and and they're really nice chicken hasps and and then you know the the person wants to make a profit i mean well they're doing they're doing really good because i've built chicken coops before it took me you know, a couple hours and, and, you know, I don't know, maybe $150 in supplies. And, yeah. and the type of thing I built would probably go for like $800. And uh, yeah. that's quite a profit. Talk about know? making money with chickens. Maybe we ought to do a show about that. But my gosh, Goodness. if you manage your materials in such a way that you're like using scrap wood, because... Mm -hmm. Chicken coops tend to be a lot of small cuts. Yeah, they're not you know? big. So, um, yeah, if you can turn scrap wood into a $600, $700, $8 chicken coop, you know, hang cutesy things on the outside of it, yeah, that's a lot of money mm -hmm. for the amount of time it takes. Yeah, that's a ton of money. So it's quite lucrative. But we don't have time. And no, we don't have... Just a, shelled out the money. Yeah. So we got a chicken tractor. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. I'm going to have to figure out how to secure them at night because I don't quite trust it as far as predator security. That's the thing that's always sketched me out. Mm -hmm. um, I have some good tips on that later on in oh, the show. Oh, okay. But. Yeah, so you're going to have to secure it. Yeah. And. But otherwise, it's going to be great because it's it's just small, and we don't have a fence on one side of our property right now, so right. it's not, not a situation. A real fence. Yeah, it's not a situation where they can free range just yet. So other folks might be in that situation where they don't want them in the coop all day. They they want them to have fresh green grass, but they can't really let them free range. This is the perfect, uh, you know, middle of the road choice in that regard. So why don't we talk about? chicken tractors generally yeah and then we'll Let's do that um so a chicken tractor is basically they call it that because on a uh farm scale operation the enclosure is big enough that you want to pull it tow it around with 
a little tractor or a mm-hmm. four wheeler or maybe even a truck. So they range in size. Um, there's some videos that Joel Salatin put out that if you're interested in chicken tractoring, especially on a larger scale, I recommend you see. And uh, I think I, I forget I saw it a while ago, but I want to say there's something around 20 birds in them. Yeah, maybe more if I remember. Or more. Yeah, yeah. he has a lot of birds in them. And um, but you know he's got, God, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds yeah. of chickens. He's I'm got sure. Got down to a science. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He he knows his stuff. But uh, so they they range up to that really big, and uh, down to. I don't know. I, I suppose you could make a one chicken chicken tractor sure. if you wanted to. <laughs> Why not? In fact, there might be some reasons to do that. Um, but uh, the small one that we have, you know, and I already talked about how big that is. Um, I think it's going to be a little small for our five yeah. chickens, but it's going to be temporary though, too. Yeah, yeah, and we can always sell it. Yeah, after. they're not going to be in there full time, so I'm going to build them a coop eventually. Right. Right. But uh, you wouldn't necessarily um, have to do that if you had the proper size mm-hmm. tractor to bird ratio. There's mm-hmm. no reason they can't live in there full time. And there's a lot of advantages to chicken tractoring over, um, you know, the usual coop and run method. Um, it's much healthier for your yard farm whatever to have them in a tractor um and this has a lot to do with how animals forage and graze uh generally speaking animals uh let's say you've got a coop and let's just say there's no run it's just open forever they could roam right they will and you let all your birds I don't know, they they grew up and it's their first day, so you let them out. What they do is they start in the immediate area and they eat all of their favorite stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they eat all of the stuff that they think is all right, you know, good enough that it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. But eventually they get down to the stuff where it's like, well... I'd rather go look and see if I can find more ice cream somewhere else. (laughs) So it's sort of like a wave that expands out and then they come back to the coop and then go out Mm -hmm. and back to the coop and out. And the thing is every day they walk out of the coop as they walk to um, the virgin land, so to speak, um, they eat along the way and they might even, you know, so the immediate area around your coop is going to end up um, devoid of a lot of things, big bugs, soft, luscious plants, mm-hmm. all of that, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be nuked down to weeds, whatever it is the chickens don't want to eat. And the problem with that is that your chickens then are creating a uh, home base for weeds Mm -hmm. from which a a launch pad Mm -hmm. from which they can launch out to the rest of your property and they'll always have this spot right around your chicken coop where they have no competition Mm because the chickens eat everything else but Mm -hmm. them right yeah so um and ultimately what will happen is you'll end up with a piece of land that is nothing but weed seed bank Mm -hmm. and then if you ever take your chickens off that and let it go you'll you have a highly fertilized chunk of land that is um saturated with weed seeds Mm, gosh that's no good (laughs) non-optimal yeah situation there so um they can really um make the soil kind of toxic too if in their one one area for far too long so that's mm, not the best for yeah. it so if you now let's let's pull back our idea of unlimited pasture mm-hmm. and uh put in a, a run right mm-hmm. so now what happens is the chickens go out and they eat all the ice cream it's called the best stuff until they're it's gone mm-hmm. for 
from your property. Mm -hmm. There are no more of whatever that kind of bug. There are no more of that certain, that nice herbaceous plant. You know, it might even be a plant that you want, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and they eat down, you know, th depending on the, the pressure, they might reduce your yard to nothing but a weedy lot. Mm-hmm. If you chicken tractor, however, so chicken tractoring is a way of enforcing a rotational grazing regime. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like on a cow scale, all right? Let's say we have 100 acres. We, instead of just letting the cows run all over the 100 acres, we subdivide it into four squares of 25 acres and we put gates between the four of them. So the cows are all in one and we let them eat it down um, to the level of our preference, and I'll go into that a little bit more later. Mm -hmm. And then we open up the gate and the cows go, oh, all the green grass that's on the other side, at last it's mine, and they run in. You, mm -hmm. you actually don't have to herd your cows anywhere with this method because they know what they're in ah, for, right? So can. your first patch of property that 25 acres is not toasted but it's chewed back and um your cows now have to rotate through three new 25 acre pastures before they're back on the first one mm -hmm. and that gives the first one the time to recover mm -hmm. so instead of having this situation where the ice cream gets eaten off of all 100 acres and then they go around looking for you know, the next best thing and the next best thing and the next mm -hmm. best thing. There is no way for them to eat all of the ice cream. Yeah. And in fact, um, now here's the preference thing. And this depends on your situation, population, density, size of property, stuff like that. But if... Um, What am I, how, how do I want to frame this? The best thing you can do is keep your animals on any given piece of property as little as possible. In other words, if they strip all the leaves off of a plant, instead of eating the whole plant, the plant will recover faster, mm -hmm. right? So um, some people like to leave their animals on a particular piece in rotational grazing until it's chewed really far down because they have a lot of property and the cows have 20 squares let's call it to go through before they get back to the first one and the first one will be entirely reseeded by the time that happens um, other people with a smaller yard might want to run a faster rotation because it prevents any depredation mm -hmm. you know that mm -hmm the system gets to recover yeah, yeah. faster. So that that depends mm -hmm. on, on what you want. But anyway, chicken tractoring, which is a form of rotational grazing, what you're doing is dragging a tractor back and forth in a line. Every few days you move it one tractor's length and until you get to the end of the row, and then you turn it around and go back. And um, that's a form of rotational grazing. And you'll see... On uh, Joel Salatin's videos, um, he moves the chicken tractor, and you have to pay attention to recognize that the spot it was just moved off of mm -hmm. is noticeably different mm -hmm. from the one that it's getting moved on to. If you look closely, you can see, yeah, it is kind of chewed back, mm -hmm. and the grass looks thinner and kind of wrecked, but you can tell that in a month or two, it's going to look like nothing ever happened yeah, there, yeah. you know, except fertilization. Yeah. So what your chickens are doing is going around and converting, I don't know, let's make up some numbers, 10% of the biomass of any given square into fertilizer Pretty and then awesome. moving on to the next one and the next one and the next one. So that's one good advantage to not just chicken tractoring, but also rotational grazing the other thing is that um, you always know where your chickens are. Mm 
and they are always locked up. Mm-hmm. They and always know what they're eating and not eating. That's true. Yeah, that's right. So it's kind of um, an interesting hybrid of cage raised and free range. Yeah. You could think of it's. It's almost like the best of both worlds. It's pretty cool. And the yeah. So anyway. Yeah, I'm excited to try it. Really. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, one downside that I'm anticipating is that you've got to move the thing. Yeah. yeah. Fairly right. And because Every day some people say you should move it. Well, it depends. Mm-hmm. Do you have a giant tractor with two chickens in it? Mm, suppose you wouldn't have to move it that often. No. Yeah. Do That's y- true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, ideally, like I said, you want to move it as often as possible, but then that's tempered by you not wanting to be a slave to your chicken tractor. Right. So, you know, there's there's a temperance level that I think is going to be different for different people. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm interested in is that normally chicken tractoring is framed as something that you do on kind of a large scale on a big pasture. Yeah. Not really something you do in a under one acre yard yeah, backyard well, we've got about half acre so and a lot of that's outbuildings parking and i'd say maybe a quarter acre is actually a pasture so it's small but we only have five chickens yeah it's gonna be cool though because our last yard i had some really nice plants that i loved and the chickens devoured them i gave up eventually when you're a forester somebody that harvests trees for a living um there's a couple of different ways that they do that. You know, one of them is clear cutting. Mm -hmm. And most people understand that clear cutting is bad uh, for the environment, causes Mm -hmm. harm, Uh, especially there's an issue with that in the Pacific Northwest here in the United States. And um, the raising of water temperatures in in the drainages that make them unsuitable for salmon habitat, for instance. Mm -hmm. So... There's another way where instead of um, clear cutting, they cut out little, like a quilt of little patches here and there. And um, the next way they do it is called basically selective thinning, where they go through the forest and cut out individual trees. And of course, that has hardly any impact. The... uh, Patchwork method, the technical term of which I forget, um, has more mm-hmm. of a thing. But here's the here's the thing. If you clear cut, it takes a long time for the forest to grow back because it has to grow back from the edges. Yeah. Right? So the bigger the clear cut, the longer it's going to take for the middle mm-hmm. to get reseeded, let alone turn into an actual forest. Yeah. You know, well not reseeded but you know um because there is a seed bank but but i mean if you go up to the pacific northwest you can see this yeah happening where the clear cut is clearly growing back from the edges and part of that is that ecosystems are self-reinforcing you know forest likes to make more forest prairie likes to make more prairie Mm -hmm. desert likes to make more desert Mm -hmm. um it sounds kind of kind of weird but it's true Mm -hmm. um so the more edge area you have in your extraction the faster it will grow back the Hmm. the the higher your ratio of edge do you want it to look like to not edge yeah like a chessboard okay let's Uh say yeah except maybe a little less extreme Mm -hmm. and so what happens is these little chess squares grow in much faster Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of edge to middle Mm -hmm. relative to middle compared to a clear cut why am i babbling about forestry compare it to a chicken coop and moving around a chicken tractor Mm -hmm. the chicken coop sort of represents the clear cut and the run you Mm -hmm. know where they they just chop out everything Mm -hmm. in a big area in as big of an area as they can Mm -hmm. And that's that. Whereas the moving the chicken tractor around creates this sort of little chessboard of squares, 
and it allows the ice cream to grow back in faster okay. and stronger okay. because now it's a fertilized square. Uh -huh. And in okay. fact, I think I've even seen pictures of chicken tractoring operations where the squares where the chickens were that have grown back are now higher than everything nice. else. That's you awesome. know, just yeah. just a little, but you know, you can tell the difference. Yeah, just a little bit greener, you know. So that's um, there's that too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. One thing that I've always the re here's why I've never gone into chicken tractoring predators. Uh, I lived yeah, out in the yeah. mountains. Um, mountains, the ground surface is uneven. Mm -hmm. See, I can totally see yes. chicken tractoring like in the Midwest where you're out on this flat, flat plain, yeah. you know, yeah. that just goes on forever. But how do you chicken tractor a hillside, you yeah, know, where yeah, there's rocks? Tough. And, and my big concern was what happens if you don't lay this thing on a flat surface, there's going to be little dips mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. little places for animals to easily dig under and get in there yeah so yeah. i've always been kind of deterred by predators yeah well there there are some ideas i had and uh there's it's based on a product that has been made for a regular chicken coop and what it's called is a predator apron and what it is is a um about maybe six inch to a foot wide um, bar with mesh of some sort. It's usually pretty heavy duty and you lay it down on the perimeter of the coop. The idea being that it's too far for a predator to tunnel under that length into the coop. Now they don't have anything like that as far as I know for chicken tractors, but it got me thinking and I thought if you could find something like that and use just zip ties and some sort of hook and clasp system so that you could plop that down, unfold it so that it's on the sides of the chicken tractor and when it's time to move it, fold it up, latch it, and off you go. Um, that would be really a good thing and I think that could help with the uneven ground as well, which has been a concern for me because you could, I mean, you could take it a step further and use like, um, what do they call those L? like shape things that you pound in the ground stakes. yeah you could use stakes to like secure the edges of it and make sure that if it's if it's uneven you know it just gives you a little more to work yeah. with so that's that's kind of a cool thing i'm imagining how when you get to the end of a roll of chicken wire mm -hmm. <laughs> you know as one does all the time uh -huh. um <laughs> you know it's hard to unroll and mm -hmm. it wants to roll up mm -hmm. yeah so you could take that and just attach it to the side of the chicken coop and then unroll it and stake it down. And then when you pull the stakes up, it would just wind itself back up. Hey, there you go. That's a pretty cool idea. So that might help. Yeah. I mean, it could be something as simple as like some chicken wire. Um, that just sounded kind of like a pain on the side of a chicken tractor. But, yeah. you know, it could work. Anything like that that like basically comes out so that predators natural tendency is go to the edge of the enclosure and try to dig down there they're going to try that and if they can't do that they might be smart enough to try to dig where the predator apron stops but they're going to have to really put some time and energy into that and that's a risk to them because a lot of them are smart enough to know that humans are going to come out and take care of them yeah so. what i always did with the coop was a predator apron made of chicken wire mm -hmm. that just came up about a foot off the ground of the wall of the enclosure, not mm -hmm. the wall, the, what am I trying to say? The, the what? fence line of oh. the, uh, of the run. And, uh, so about a foot up off the ground and then just down onto the ground. And then I just covered that with rocks yeah yeah which is not really a great solution for a chicken tractor because you don't want a lot of weight yeah but it's a great solution for just stationary coop and the thing is they can't dig under it because if they try the rock just pushes the wire down mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah you that's know good. 
that that makes it kind of hard on them. Uh, but I was thinking, you know, maybe a skirt, I call it, uh-huh. of um, wire with a board nailed to the end, you yeah. know, kind of might do it or, that would do yeah, it. I don't know. But that's kind of a concern of mine is we'll see how the tractor yeah. holds up to predators. Yeah, I mean, uh, my chickens aren't even worth risking in that way. So unless it's totally, totally secure, I might have to bring them indoors somehow in the chicken tractor so they're contained or something. But I can't, I can't leave them out there and risk it. So we'll see. I'll, I'll investigate. I'll, I'll make it safe. You know. So. Yes. And if we can't, they're coming inside. And <laughs> you know, it's not like we're dragging this thing all over a hundred-acre pasture or anything like that. It might not be a big deal to move some rocks mm-hmm. yeah it may not be such a big deal we'll figure it out or um broken masonry is actually good because it's big yeah but it's less dense yeah than rock yeah. so it's lighter and it's, yeah so any other ideas with predators well yeah i mean i'm gonna move them maybe underneath my bedroom window so <laughs> that's not really an idea but you the cool thing about the chicken tractor is you could bring it somewhere where if you're not quite sure for the nocturnal predators because um, most of them are nocturnal right shannon is that yeah true? well no I mean, there's a few right but there's hawks <laughs> yeah oh hawks won't be i don't know there's really no though. such thing i don't like describing it like that because yeah. it gives people the false impression that these animals don't come out in the day yeah and the truth is they they hunt when they're hungry yeah so if they're hungry enough it doesn't matter yeah i've uh, seen coyotes round the clock mm-hmm, mm-hmm. foxes hawks yeah, so. well i've never seen a hawk at night but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah I don't think I'd worry about most of the predatory birds with a chicken tractor, but it's all the digging animals, like uh, yeah. those ones I'd worry about. And the ones like raccoons that can reach through and have a really, the opposable thumb where they, because even if they can't pull your chicken through the wire, they'll kill it if they can reach it. And they'll, even if they can't pull it out, they will. Right. That. So gotta watch out for them. And a, a small enough mesh wire on your chicken tractor should prevent that. Yeah. So... Ours is pretty thick metal, but it's still manageably light. Like yeah. I, I picked it up one end pretty yeah. easy. The back end of them usually has wheels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, depending on um, how big it is, it's got a tow hitch in the front or a handle for you to just pick it up and drag it. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's that f- for the design. Yeah, um, you can design them to be lighter weight Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. which i think the bigger you go the more concern that's going to be because if you had a chicken tractor for 30 chickens made out of the stuff that ours is made out of it would be really heavy really heavy you wouldn't want to move it you'd think of that go oh god no i don't want to do that but you know ideally you can move your chicken tractor foot power just lifting Mm -hmm. it and so they make them out of lighter weight materials like PVC and actual chicken wire. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why this one is made so bomb proof, I guess, because it can be. Yeah. But that's good. Yeah, it's, that's cool. It'll last a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's sturdy. Um, yeah, so what else do we want to say about chicken tractors? Well, I just have some general tips that I collected that um, might be handy when you're planning your chicken tractor. So uh, to build? Yeah, and just t- okay. different trip tips on how to operate it and little little hacks for your Yeah, for cool. Your let's tractor. let's so let's hear it. We could talk about some of those. So one of the coolest ones that I thought was just incredible is if you're kind of planning ahead um, and you can make your garden beds an appropriate size if you have raised oh. beds that they'll fit underneath your chicken tractor. Do that because you can stick it Wait, over. The garden bed will fit under the chicken tractor. Like basically, oh. you make it so you put. Oh, the I chicken, wasn't even thinking of that. Yeah, you put the chicken tractor over your raised bed. Right, right. I got you. Let now. the chickens go nuts in there. They're gonna clear out all the weeds. Yeah, all the sure. old vegetables. They're gonna sure, till your soil. Sure. Do fertilize it all the work for you kill all the whatever and bugs then, oh my god just think about that you don't you don't have to weed you don't have to do anything yeah that's one of those genius ones that 
that I found I thought was just a fantastic idea where I thought you coordinate that (laughs) yeah that's that's a good idea yeah yeah. I think you'd want a pretty well I don't know a high-walled chicken tractor but what Uh I was Uh thinking actually was make sure that the uh, distance between the beds is the width of the tractor so you can drag because um, you get a lot of weeds between garden beds yeah yeah because of the high fertilization and all the watering and everything sure and that would be a great place for your chickens to yeah to make sure they can kill go over. the any problem bugs and mm-hmm. chew back the weeds and oh yeah it'd be great yeah, yeah in fact one way now that i think about it that you could have a chicken tractor that would be really safe is have a chicken tractor inside of a fenced vegetable garden yeah double fencing that would be pretty safe definitely and just move them around cleaning off the aisles and Mm -hmm. um yeah burning all the weeds off the beds yeah yeah so there's a lot of cool that's a great idea yeah that was a really good idea i thought and um another cool one that i saw was um a chicken tractor that has just a little platform in one corner where you put the food and water because you're going to need to give them food and water sure. um, in addition to the grass and things that they're foraging for. Yeah, don't leave yeah. your chickens to just live off yeah, of the ground. that won't be good. So you do that, and two of the advantages of that are, well, first I guess I should say you surround it with the three by two chicken wire so that they can just fit their heads through and get the food and water but not their butts so they're not going to get it all dirty and nasty Hmm. and then when you go to move your chicken tractor you don't have to um pick that stuff up and take it out it just goes along with with the cart um Um, You you can have some spilling with that, but a way around that spilling problem is that if you have a chicken tractor, um, I've seen varieties where it actually has a wood nesting box up high on one end that's enclosed that they sleep in, where Mm -hmm. they're completely secure, so you can lock them in there at night. So something you can do is you can hang from a chain... um, the water waterer and a food dispenser for them and that way no matter what angle the chicken tractor is at it's always Uh, it's like a boat (laughs) exactly so it's it's always level no matter what you're doing with it and in addition to that at night when um you know all these rodents and things come out to look for food if you have it on a chain and you have a little clip on the end where the the devices you can clip it up to the top and raise those up so that rodents and things are not going to get in there uh-huh so that's that's a that's a fantastic idea good, good. for your uh, yeah. chicken tractor mm-hmm. very handy uh, another thing you might want to consider is when you're moving your tractor especially a really big heavy one mm-hmm. and you have your chickens inside of it there's going to be times when some chicken just doesn't have its brain in there right and gets underneath the freaking chicken tractor Uh-oh. Now, how are you going to set that down unless you have some other person there to help round up this chicken yeah, and get yeah. it out of there so a good solution for that is just um like a pvc pipe right across the front you know a few inches in front of the um heavy coop area mm-hmm. and then um, it, it will kind of you raise it up and it'll kind of scoot the chickens along It'll, huh. It will bump into them first and they'll want to get out of the way and they won't be able to go on the other side to get under. So it kind of helps like... Uh, a chicken sweep. Yeah, it's, it's called a safety push bar is what they call safety it. Safety push bar. Yeah, chicken safety push, push around bar. around your chickens. Yeah, so... Yeah, um, what else? Oh, a really good idea. Um, and this probably requires a little bit more research in order to ensure that it's safe. But if you put um, garden lights and then like a bug zapper in there and hang it in there overnight, in the morning, they're going to have all these amazing (laughs) bugs to get. In the morning, they're just going to have this incredible treat to wake up to. (laughs) So I thought that was just so cool. Barbecue every morning. Yeah, fried bug. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. That's a funny thought. Yeah. 
So that's some really cool stuff. Do you have to run power to those though? No, solar power. Solar powered solar, bug zapper? Mm-hmm. They've got solar powered uh, bug zappers. Solar mm. powered. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool. And uh just a few basic things are, you know, the wheels they talked about. You don't want inflatable ones because when they go flat, it just really sucks. You want solid rubber yeah. wheels on it. And if you can have a place for your chickens to roost in there that's kind of high, they love that, and it will make them much more likely to want to go in there. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's that's some fun stuff to think about, some fun little tricks and tips for you. Yeah, so a chicken tractor is a lightweight, portable device that your chickens can live in that you push around so that they have a continual supply of fresh green grass and good bugs and yes your uh, chicken lawn mowing service healthier life be better for your yard and everything yeah and you don't have to build a chicken coop yeah pretty cool stuff Mm-hmm. yeah well then i let anything else you no no, no? that's about it as far as okay well we hope goes. okay well we hope you've enjoyed the show and um yeah that's our episode on chicken tractors of course we're gonna come back to this subject later after we have some field experience (laughs) but um yeah until then thanks for listening thanks for listening and you can check us out on twinbeakschickenpodcast.com we've got art We've got photos of people's chickens. You can contact us through our webpage there. There's a forum where you're welcome to start up a topic or respond to one of the topics that's on there. I'm really hoping people will get into the forum. Um, You can talk to us on Facebook at Twin Beaks Chicken Church. That's the Facebook group to join where you can share pictures of you with your chickens, pictures of your chickens, what you're doing, articles about chickens. We just post all kinds of weird stuff up there. There's, We've got a few people that are nice enough to hunt us down stuff and share it with us on the Facebook page, and we always appreciate that. There's some really interesting stuff out there, and uh, we'd like to hear from you there as well. We also have the Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast Facebook page where you can keep up with the show if that's what you're into and let's see what else can we send you to itunes of course well uh you know actually one thing that we don't always mention is there what is that your instagram page or pinterest pinterest Mm -hmm. ah yes Yes. amber has a fantastic portfolio of all kinds of chicken curiosities and oddities it just it scrolls on forever oh it's yeah some weird stuff on there. And what Sometimes. is how how do you find that? Oh, it's called Twin Beaks Chicken Podcasts on Pinterest. All right. Um ladies and gentlemen, we really hope that you enjoyed the show as we head here towards episode twenty. Uh we're really Woo! I just wanted to take a second to uh say hello and welcome to the show to all of the new people that we got recently just in the past few weeks the audience has really gotten bigger and we think that's fantastic because we like to share our chicken wisdom with you guys um anyway we hope you enjoyed the show and if you did could you please consider leaving us a review on itunes that will help other people find the show and uh grow the audience and you know help people learn about chickens and all their wonderfulness um we're a couple ratings a couple more itunes reviews from actually getting a rating and that'll drive a lot of uh it'll rank us a lot higher in searches speaking of which we've made page three of google so we're really excited um we're still slightly behind cookie monster doing some twin beat <laughs> twin peaks joke on sesame street back when i was still wearing underoos but one day i'm gonna beat cookie monster and you can help help me beat cookie monster by leaving us an itunes review and telling amber how awesome she is Aww. so sweet all right everybody Tell Shannon 
We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. I'd like to present to you a particularly talented artist who plays one string guitar and that's it. That's right. All the instrumentation you're going to hear on this song is, including the percussion, is this gentleman's one string guitar. Presenting for you Brushy One String and Chicken in the Corn. Yeah man, this is Russia One String, the only one string guitarist right in and around the world, see? I am what I am, I am the day I am that I am, exclusive. Cha! Watch this. Hey! <laughs> you know my name is Brushy One String, you know. I've been to San Francisco, that's where I see my friend Pancho. He say, hey, One String, there's something you got to know, you know. I say, yeah. Why we back on the side, so I know this way we go.